Hey, I'm Jeanette, professional ballerina and soloist with Bearish Stotts Ballet. And I'm Min, a non-professional adult ballet beginner and the boss lady at Cloud and Victory Dancewear. And this is Blab Swans, a podcast where we talk about all things ballet related. So hey guys, welcome to hey. another episode of Blab Swans. It's yes. me and Jeanette again, as you welcome probably back. all know. We're glad you're still listening to us talk. <laughs> yeah, that's amazing. <laughs> Today's, uh, we thought we'd talk a little bit about body image and ballet. Um, I think this is something we both always wanted to talk about. For my part, I feel like, and I think maybe Jeanette, you'd agree with me, that it's something that people talk about, but it just still seems like it's not talked about enough in ballet, or maybe enough to make a difference. Because like mm-hmm. from my experience, um, say when I ask people in the CV community to submit questions to ask professional dancers, we always get the question about body image. And I think it's something that two of us talk about per, um, privately. And I've talked yeah. about it to so many dancer friends so much, you know, because I think it is still a very big issue in ballet. What do you think? Yeah, I definitely agree. We've talked about it a lot personally, uh, but it's good to kind of have this conversation a bit more publicly because I do think it gets skirted around a bit in our community yeah maybe that's that's the thing isn't it like people talk about it but maybe not like it's a very is it maybe it's a more sanitized discussion i think it's like. a bit san yeah i think that that's true i think it's a bit taboo to talk about it because of the fact that it's quite sensitive for a lot of people i think mm. so that's why they're afraid to like, like get on camera and say stuff <laughs> it's like we talk about it but we're not going to talk about it like that the ugly parts about right it. exactly it almost feels like because i mean i get it. it is it is difficult to be vulnerable yeah um especially with something like this exactly that's true i mean we've kind of always we've had this discussion before that um i always i kind of feel like as much as i love ballet that um you know in terms of like when i'm watching a ballet or when i i feel like when ballet companies are hiring or casting you know they, there's always a propensity f- for them to prefer dancers who are leaner or who are, who are, you know, smaller in shape. And I'm wondering how accurate do you feel, do you feel that is, you know, based on your experience? Um, well, we've discussed between each other a little bit how, you know, like companies might prefer something like tall, short, muscular, faster, whatever, but like we've said to each other, it does still seem that the underlying thing, though, is that they still want people as lean as possible. So from a dancer's perspective, I definitely see a lot of casting based on um, physical attributes. I'm not going to always say it's about being lean, but I am positive. I've seen how that has definitely um, been a point, unfortunately. But I think from my most recent experiences, it's been a lot of like physical attributes that have caused Mm -hmm. casting or um, cast A, cast B kind of situations. So I would say that definitely I notice that they care about what you look like. It's not necessarily always about dancing. Of course, it's about dancing, but it is on top of that 
something that they care about the physical look as well. And I guess that's the thing about body image, isn't it? Because I think a lot of it in ballet, um, and I think in aesthetic sports, the center around the fact that people, no matter how lean they are, always feel like, you know, they're not small enough. And I think that's something that, you know, in society, a lot of people deal with, especially women. Mm-hmm. I mean, not to say men don't struggle with body image issues, right. but, you know, women were always trying to, like, lose weight and stuff. But, I mean, even beyond that, like you say, um, the issue of body image in ballet is not necessary. It's not just that. Yeah, it's not it's limited about to how small you are, but it's it's not limited. Yeah, it's about like how you look like, and it can really make people feel really bad about the way they are. Yeah. I mean, I know that you've um, you've kind of struggled with this too, where you were made to feel way. Uh, I'm not. I hope I'm not putting words in your mouth. No, no. <laughs> I think you told me that um, you know, in a company where you were very tall, you kind of felt bad about being the tall one. Yeah. That's true. <laughs> I have. Yeah, it was something that wasn't really fun for me and maybe sounds different from what you were expecting from the podcast. But yeah, honestly, like that's part of my experience is um, not feeling like I belong where I mm-hmm. am, mm-hmm. if that makes sense, um, which isn't really a nice feeling. Um, and also beyond this, you know, I remember us talking personally about if I wear makeup or not to, to work. Oh yeah. And I do, you know, I really, every single day, every single day I wear makeup. And the point is, it's not just going to work at an office. It's like, I'm going to sweat. I'm going to work with the express intention to go sweat. Right. And I'm putting makeup on my face. Um, (laughs) because it is, it's like a physical thing. Like, because it's not just limited to lean bodies, it that's definitely something we need to like get um, back to and talk about a little bit more. But I also did want to bring up the fact that, yeah, I feel like I have to wear makeup and present myself in the most attractive way possible. Like, that's part of my job. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of weird, isn't it? Because, um, you know, if you talk, like, no, nobody really wears... I mean, not judging people who do wake up men makeup to exercise, but nobody really wears a full face to exercise, no. especially when you're doing something like really intense, like ballet. No. You know what I mean? But yeah. because it's such an aesthetic art form, yeah. that even when you're like rehearsing and not in front yeah. of an audience, yeah, it's not you just do the feel like that the the pressure to look your best because your director sees you, your ballet master sees yeah. you, your colleague sees you, your choreographer sees you. Totally. Yeah, yeah. I I was just thinking about this right before we started, like. It is at every level that you feel mm. like you need to be, for lack of a better word, performing. Um, yeah. <laughs> because we're not, of course, you're not like necessarily performing in the same way. But yeah, I feel like I have to, you know, make sure I wear the right thing and wear makeup and look nice. <laughs> mm. Um and I, yeah, again, that like just ties into people being casted like because they look the type. Um like Juliet, they tend to really want somebody who's young and well, not necessarily young, but somebody who looks young, which always means short and small and lean. Um, so that's kind of one example. But there's of course she's supposed others. to be like a young child. Yes, because right? so you're supposed to be the... a child. Yeah, you're supposed to be like thirteen, right? Juliet was thirteen. Romeo was fifteen. Yeah, or I mean, which is kind of like. I kind of get it, but I feel like there's right. still some of a suspension of disbelief and, you, there's, you know, 
the fact that you're watching a piece of theatre means that the audience already goes in with some suspension of disbelief. But yet, you know, from the and I feel like there's a lot you can do if you're a good dancer, you're a good actor, yes. you're a good mover with your mannerisms. But at the same exactly. time, companies still think about oh, she's got to look a certain way. Right. You know? But that's also because we're all adults here. Like, there's not going to be um, a ballet dancer who's a child who can play the part and, like, dance that well. Do you know what I mean? So, like, an actor in a movie, they can hire a child or something, right? Or yeah, someone yeah. who's maybe a teenager, like, a little bit older, but they can make them look younger. And that happens in mm. acting all the time where people are chosen because of mm-hmm. what they look like. But... You know, so it, it's kind of a funny balance to think that... I mean... Yeah. I mean, it's kind of that... Like, from, a pers- from my perspective, it's kind of strange because... Well, not strange, but because I almost feel like it doesn't make sense because, like I said, on a stage, you don't see a dance up close yeah. and then there's makeup and yeah. all this. And, you know, you could have Vishnava at, like, her age now. And she could do a great Juliet because she knows how to act it. So that yes, she, she yeah. seems young and youthful and innocent. But then there's still yeah. that, that, that like you said, that part about, oh, you've got to physically look a certain, like, you know, small or whatever, look a certain way. Yeah. Um, that's in the minds of, like, the directors or whatever. And so I guess for me, I, I, I always, I guess that's the thing for me is that I don't necessarily feel like what, as an audience member, I don't really feel like a dancer's shape or physique is like that important as long as they can dance a role well or dance a part well because I think there's a lot you can do with your movement and your body to 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 you know look good and make a piece of choreography or a role look good. I, I so agree with you. Um there's definitely like definitely a part of our job is being able to like transform ourselves. So hmm. I think it's just, I hate to say it, (laughs) but I think it's a little bit of laziness, like, on part of the people casting, because they just think, oh, well, she'll just look right. Like, I don't even have to tell her how to do it, because having to grow someone and teach them, um, maybe they don't think it's worth the effort, because they have somebody already who is going to just go stand on stage and already look like an innocent little child, right? So, right, yeah. Um, but, I mean, isn't that... The, but the thing is that they could look the part, but if they can't dance, the you know, they can't move yeah. in a certain well, way, then it, it kind of doesn't make sense, does it? Like, even if somebody looks really tiny and whatever, but they just don't move... Like, say, if we go back to Juliet, somebody could be really tiny and, you know, wave-like looking, but if they just, they don't move with that sort of mannerism, then you don't get that youthful exuberance and that sort of innocence and yeah. that character at the beginning and then, you know, going to the womanhood and all that. So, yeah, you know. Well, that's that's true. I was kind of thinking more, like, for the sake of, like, a dancer's perspective, which is that, like, all of mm-hmm. us would love the chance to feel like we could be coached to do things that maybe mm-hmm. aren't necessarily, like, the most obvious choice. For us, so I think I was thinking more like, well, there's always those people who are just perfect for the role, right? Like, they are the principal dancer and are, like, beautiful and um, they just fit the type so well. But, like, you also see the other principal who's also beautiful and a great dancer, but maybe they're just not 
like, well, they're tall. They can't be Juliet. They're too big. Like, they look like a woman already. <laughs> so they don't want to cast right. them. Which seems silly because, like, we're obviously all women here, right? Like, there's no underage children <laughs> dancing in the ballet There's no 30, actual 30-year-old principal dancing. No, there is not. I mean, they're getting younger and younger nowadays, but there's still no 13-year-old. Oh, God, yeah, that's, that's a whole other discussion, oh, man. <laughs> that's true, yeah. Yeah. Um. So, I mean, it's easy to see in that sense, you know, how in terms of body image, you kind of are made to feel bad almost at every level with, like, <laughs> how, what you weigh, how you look like, your face, <laughs> your appearance, you know, the length of your neck, your height, just like this. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's that thing about, I don't know if it's because ballet is so much about extremism and perfectionism that, you know, this like you pick everything apart and then that extends to body image as well that you have to like you said look perfect and not just dance perfectly but look perfect for a role that's true is it do you think that's part of that yeah i think that that's true and i think that this also kind of leads into how ballet it just kind of works for people who have this like extreme perfectionism as well um yeah because (laughs) i heard this a long time ago but it's really true like i don't remember who said it um but like no normal person like wants to just repeat the same action ten thousand times you know and that's true and like to think that you're gonna get different results I mean, of course, mm-hmm. I think that the point is, is that as a dancer, you're supposed to always be learning. So you're not like just doing yeah. plies to like do plies. But at the same time, it is um, something that since we start training as a young child, most of most of us, I mean, some people start later, but most people who get to professional level, they start really young. So it kind of just works better for those people who are naturally already having these perfectionist tendencies, which Mm. I mean, can be a good thing, right? Like there's a good side and a bad side to what we have naturally in our personality. Yeah. Like a perfectionism, it can be good. It can be bad. But the problem is, is that sometimes, uh, it just goes too far, uh, because ballet encourages it. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a, yeah, like you said, and I totally agree that it's a, it is a, I don't know what we can call it, career, sport, job, or art that's good mm-hmm. for perfectionists. Mm-hmm. And, you know, part of that is, you know, the extremism of work ethic and wanting to do a good job and, um, you know, controlling everything you want to control. And then part of that, which, I mean, feeds into, which can, how do I say this? Um, I guess which exacerbates body image issues because it's also an aesthetic art form and you're like you know if you're a perfectionist you're like what can I do to you know make myself as good as possible and then because of that you start like picking apart all your flaws about yourself which is like your technique and then your body you know which is like technique how you move what you look like what you eat like everything because ballet wants you to reach an unattainable standard and you and I think a lot of people feel like in order to get there you have to like really pick apart yourself and just you know figure out ev- and look at everything wrong with yourself in order to improve. Yeah, I mean, that's I think what it... I feel like because I'm a perfectionist and that's kind of what I end up doing. That's where you go in your mind. Yeah, that's where I go in my mind. Yeah, I think unfortunately it like leads people to take unhealthy steps. Mm. You know, um, 
because it, yeah, it's encouraged. Like people, they don't necessarily want to know. It, it's like, oh gosh, it's a perfect example is that in, in ballet, they always say like, we don't want to know how hard you're working. We just want to see you dancing and like enjoying it or you know if you're sad and crying on like it's a sad thing then you're sad but like you're supposed to be feeling the emotion we don't want to know how hard it is or how much work you're putting into it which I'm sure as an audience member you would appreciate the fact that you can just enjoy a story or just enjoy the dancing but I think that then this translates into like what people do to be more successful yeah. at ballet like yeah. nobody wants to know how you did it but just get there it's like isn't it I mean, in terms of, say, uh, I guess body image and disorders eating, it's kind of like the, we want you to look this way, or we want you to get leaner or lose a few pounds, but we don't know what, we don't want to know how you did it. We just like to yeah, believe that sad. you did it healthily. That is know? so sad. But just do that. It's like, we almost want you to be anorexic, but not. So that's so like, sad. I mean, not every company is like that, but sometimes I feel right. like that is the message that dads no, are to lose weight, get, you know. It's almost a little bit ridiculous because... You know, I think we talked about this before. If you're dancing, what, seven or eight hours a day, and you're, as long as you're not, like, stuffing your face with, like, really unhealthy food, because not that there, you know, in, I don't mean to say it in that way, but in the sense of, like, as long as you're eating a balanced diet and not eating Cheetos every day, which All day. nobody should do. <laughs> no one should know, do which that. Which nobody should do for, like, health reasons, yeah. you know, you are going to be in really good shape. And then you're still being told it's not good enough. Yeah. That's sad. I mean, I'm like, I'm kind of laughing just because like the way that we're saying it right now, it's so clear. But the thing is, I think, actually what I was going to say is that I think it's normalized so much and uh, like the different generations are teaching each other. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? Like, because the ballet masters and the directors and like whoever, they're from a different generation from us for the most part. And then it comes down to the dancers and, and it recycles through as a pattern that like the dancers were told you need to be perfect. However it is that you do that, be careful, eat an apple. I've heard those things before. Not to me. Oh, like, I, I, not I to me on purpose. Story of, like but... bananas, bananas make you fat or something. What? No. I've heard that one. Oh my God. That's so sad. I love bananas. Um, <laughs> I know, it's, 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 well, I mean, it's bad nutritional advice for one thing. That is for one thing, not science. Yeah. (laughs) But yeah, it's like, it's taught from like when you're a dancer that this is normal. This is like how we talk to each other. We just tell people like this guy, he needs to be able to partner you. So you need to do whatever you can do for him to partner you. Like, well, maybe he should just get stronger or you should just get a taller man. Sorry. But like, yeah. I mean, that's and, yeah. <laughs> that's really not her I mean, problem. Sh- yeah. And I mean, it's interesting because it's not it's not even true. It's, you know, it's not necessarily about how you weigh because I've heard no. talk to guy friends and maybe, you know, and I'm sure you um, know more about this than me, but I've talked to like guy dancers who say, you know, you can have a really tiny looking dancer, but she's harder to partner because she doesn't know how to use her weight or maybe she... 100%. You know what I mean? Whereas you can have a a dancer who, yeah, is not as... who's obviously still very fit but not as tiny, but she's just easier to lift and to partner because she knows how to use her body properly. Yeah, I mean, that's completely true. And like to use muscles properly at the right time. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's super true. It's not like up to the female to just lose weight. I remember... um, I remember something I saw somewhere that I don't need to talk 
about the specifics of, but I did see a dancer saying that they're expected to keep a certain weight because how else would the men be able to lift them? And I'm sorry, but that is so sad that she really believed it. And then it's also sad that the wherever she is is encouraging it. And then it's also sad for the guys because they should have the challenge of actually being able to partner normal-sized human beings, right? Like, (laughs) athletic human beings, but still, like, healthy ones. I mean, it's not up to us to, like, be as light as a feather. Like, if I, I, you know, I can lift people. If they can't lift people, then I don't know what to say. I mean, I'm not sure if it's true now, but I used to, I remember hearing stories about like in the Russian schools, if the girls go over some weight, you can't take part in class anymore. And the weight is ridiculously low. I'm like, yeah, I would have been out of that class a long time ago. I was like, what? This doesn't make sense. Like, this doesn't make sense at no, all. No, it doesn't. It really doesn't. I mean, this is kind of what I'm talking about. Like, I've heard some of these stories. Um, I've seen certain like weight requirements and things on like. Uh, oh yeah, there been... was the infamous the POB one. Did you see uh, the Vaganova one? Or yeah, something, something like this. There's been yeah, like yeah. weight limits published, and it's actually so sad. I mean, I'm just really glad that I have so. I mean, I'll talk about it more my own personal stuff, but like, I'm glad I have enough. Um, self-love to be able to not feel like put down by these things but there's still a moment even for me where I'm like oh my god like I how old was I when I was that weight like I don't even remember I, I, <laughs> I was probably a fetus when I was that weight you know what I <laughs> like his it's, oh my god like I'm like how can you maintain that tiny that but it's that sad that it's and perpetuated yeah, it's I mean, sad. and there's some people who aren't naturally small, but the percentage right. of them are so. The percentage yeah. of people who can be like nat- naturally tiny is so small, and it's not even about like. And it's just genetics. You could just have dense. You could be really tiny, but you could have just dense bones or something. You know, right? I, it's so, so silly. It could also just be. I mean, for me, it's because I'm tall. Like I, I could never. I I couldn't be that way and be, like, functional. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I would be on a hospital bed. I mean, so it it's sad because they're by putting those kinds of things, first of all, you're harming people because they feel like they have to reach this uh reach this objective. But then also you're really limiting like who you're going to allow to be a dancer just based on exactly. weight, which is the dumbest exactly. thing I've ever heard because how oh, someone like- looks and what they weigh is like completely it's not together. That's not the same thing. Or like in, in the schools where, um, you know, the I mean, I'm not, you know, the Russian schools where they look at the, what the person's body is like and how they think their body is going to develop. And then mm, that's like mm. part of why, part of whether they decide to accept them or not. It's, yeah, yeah. like you said, it's really limiting because you could have a really talented dancer, a child who has so much potential and she might get overlooked. You know, and not just in a Russian school, but in like maybe another school anywhere where teachers are just predisposed to like judge you because oh she's she she doesn't look like she could she doesn't look maybe she looks a bit bigger, you know, which I think is ridiculous. So I'm just not gonna invest that much in her. She'll never go anywhere. But That's it could good. be somebody who has a lot of potential and yeah. you know, you're a kid. Things change. Happens. <laughs> Things change. Yeah, yeah, and then if you're a bigger dancer, 
I hate to use the word bigot dancer because I don't know of somebody who dances that much who's like unfit. You know what I mean? No. It's almost like I mean it's so idealistic, but I almost I want to say so what if they can dance something really beautifully. I mean, that's kind of what you want to see as an audience member, isn't it? If ballet is an aesthetic, isn't is an aesthetic sport, then part of the aesthetics is, you know, and the reason why it is that way is because you want an audience to enjoy the performance, and enjoyment doesn't come from looks what a dancer physically looks like. It's about how they move and how they tell a story and convey it. That's what I think. Yeah, definitely. I definitely agree. I was thinking about, like, we're talking about students now. But, like, Mm. so, first of all, I think that that's sad because I think, I would think, I don't have children, right? (laughs) I'm too young for children. But I would think, (laughs) obviously, but I would think that, like, my own child, if they came to me and said, Mom, like, the teacher wants me to lose 10 pounds because they don't think, I would take that kid out of that school so fast. I mean, that's right? that's yeah. not what it's about and I I think I think it's a shame thing. Like I think students it's sad. I think they're shamed into feeling like this is what it has to be and maybe they feel like my parents won't understand. I'm not going to tell them because this is what I really want. This is what I need to do to get some But like if your school or your teacher or whatever is really that um negative and uh, what am I trying to say? Poison. No. Uh, I don't know. Like, they're putting these poisonous thoughts into your head, right? Like, I don't know why you'd want to be there. I mean, I can tell you, I didn't... My side of things, I didn't have that. I didn't see it growing up where, like, my teachers were telling the other students, you're not thin enough. Like, there are schools that are good, that have good teachers and, like, aren't gonna be telling kids that because as a child that really starts you off in a bad way oh yeah for sure and um you know i've had friends as well you know who are just who said oh yeah i i I enjoy dancing and um but my teacher told me i was you know i didn't have you know the right feet to do point work or i was just Mm. not gonna be a professional because i didn't look right Mm, mm. so there's there's no point i should stop i'm like you're a kid and you're kind of doing this for fun and your teacher's already telling you, oh, no, you, you don't have the right feet for point work or you don't have the right shape or you're too big. You know, even in just like a casual recreational environment, there's already that. And it's it's so frustrating. Um, and also I will say about the Cheetos comment, which is we said was very early on, but like <laughs> feel free to eat Cheetos if you want to. I just yeah, meant that in the no. context of like, Anything in excess is not good. Yes. That's what I meant. Yeah, well, if you also if you eat those bananas all day too, that's... You shouldn't only no, eat oh, fruit. <laughs> oh, that there, there, there is um we're going off topic, but there's this like lady who only eats bananas or something. What? This notorious Yeah, it's just not healthy. See, anything in the extreme is not healthy. No, it's it's definitely not. Um No, I'm gonna send you the link after this. You after we finish recording, you you will you will your brain will explode. She's I mean I love bananas, but like, what's wrong with her? Okay, alright. Um <laughs> And I mean, I want to sort of move this into conversation about how you maintain a healthy body image. But also, um, before that, you know, I think, you know, when we're talking about so many of the issues in ballet, do you feel like there's anything that can be done to, you know, make it better for people? I think the fact that we are having these conversations and the fact that we can have this podcast now, which, you know, I mean, I imagine even 10 or 15 years ago, 
would just be something we would talk about. So I feel like <laughs> that is a step in the right direction already. You know, and people like Catherine Morgan are talking about it and stuff. But um, do you feel like there's anything that do you feel like there's anything that's improving, or in the ballet world? Uh, well, I think what can change it. I think it has to start with teachers. I think it because there's so many good teachers, and I I just think we need more of them. <laughs> there are so many encouraging, wonderful people who help so much and like give you oh, yeah. self confidence. Actually, it's like the opposite. Yeah, yeah. They're giving you like the ability to see all the amazing things your body can do and like appreciate yeah. it and be grateful. And they teach you, and you really learn something because it's a give and a take. It's not just like beating somebody down. But there are so many yeah. good teachers like that, and we just need more of them. And I think we also need um, – I think also it would be good if, you know, parents can try to stay involved when they do put kids in these schools that they know what's going on. I feel like from a student perspective, like, there's not a lot – they, I, I mean, you can do, I, of course, if you're listening to this or something, that's awesome because I feel like at least you're maybe aware of it um, and questioning it a bit. But I think it's really the responsibility of the adults to start dancers off with a feeling of confidence and like self-worth. And then later on when they're in a company and somebody says some snide comment or makes some remark or maybe they are in a place where like they're unhappy and they feel like they're not accepted for what they have to offer. They have the self-confidence to say, you know what, this is not for me and say like, I can either just not listen to it or maybe if it's bad enough, you feel like you should move on because you do have the self-confidence to say, you know what, this isn't all of me, what one person or one company or whatever, their one um, judgment of me about my physical attributes is not enough to break me down. Yeah, and um, I think there's something I want to say about that, which is, and not to put the onus on like the student because you know, like it's, like you said, if you're a young dancer, it's the responsibility of the adults to take care of you and nurture you, um, and not the, you know, and not the other way around where you are supposed to be so know, strong. Be yeah, and have to worry about all of that stuff when you've already got, you know, when you're trying to figure out growing up and trying to do the best job you can with dancing. But I think uh -huh. it's important, and again, this is so much easier said than done because I think even as adults, we, we struggle with this too, but to remember that, you know, there's not one solution and that's it. Like, there's just because there's this one teacher who you think has helped you a lot, but they're making you feel very bad about yourself, whether it's about your body or about your technique or whatever, just because they may teach you some things that are good, it doesn't mean that they are the only teacher who can get you where you want to go. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And they'll, they are, you know, and don't have to feel, you don't have to feel like you're obligated to stay with that teacher if, you're, if they're making you, or that school if they're making you feel bad because it may be hard to grab your head around it, especially if you've grown up in a certain school for a long time and you've got friends there, but at the end of the day, there are other options for you. Um, and I, and you know, I'm wondering whether you agree with me with this, but I think the same way with companies as well. If you are made to feel really bad in a company, there are other places that you can go to. It's not just, I want to, like, maybe this is my dream company, so I have to, and now I've got in, I have to stay there because it's my dream, or, like, I'm afraid that I won't get employed somewhere else. You know what I mean? But it's, it is, I can understand that concern, but at the same time, is it kind of worth it if 
you're going to be made to feel bad about yourself, not just in terms of body image, but in terms of like your overall mental and physical health. Definitely. If you're just getting beaten down. Um, and I don't know how, how you feel about this, but I almost feel like it might even get to a point where if you were in ballet, and I hate to say it because we love ballet so much, but if it makes you so unhappy, then maybe you might be thinking maybe doing this full time may not be the thing for you, which I mean, not everybody wants to hear, but there's also the fact that there's a lot more life to ballet and that your health and your well-being is a lot more important than a professional career. 100%. Yeah, that's not an easy thing to like have to consider, obviously, Mm. that, you know, that can be devastating. But at the same time, I think when you look back in 10 years on it, I'm sure that you would rather pick your mental and physical health over this. Mm. And like you said, maybe it's just not full time. Like you love dancing. Of course, there's always options to still continue to dance and to continue to be creative and be artistic. There's so many outlets for Mm. that. So yeah. And to still be involved in ballet. Yeah. Oh, 100%. So yeah, I definitely think if you're at that point that you might want to consider that. Because physical, your health is so much more important. So yeah, let's move into the positive part. Because I am actually really curious to know, um, how do you sort of maintain a healthy body image as a dancer? <laughs> oh, I see that face. Because um, I mean, I know you struggle with stuff too, because you've talked yeah. about it. And we, you know, you talked about it to me. But at the same time, you know, in terms of, um, uh, I mean, I guess in terms of when we're talking about weight issues you know it's it's something that I feel like you not that to say that you've never struggled with them but you seem to have a better grip on them than um some other people and I want to just say this uh caveat too because if anybody's looking at genetically oh it's because she's you know really long and lean and so she never has that problem I really don't think it's about how you look because there are dancers who are very tiny naturally who struggle with um disordered eating or body image issues because it's it's a psychological thing yep that's true. Yeah, I think you can't really, like, judge people maybe on their outward appearance <laughs> about mm, what yeah. kind of struggle they're going through. I've mm. I've been shocked before, um, personally. But, yeah. yeah, so for me, I think, yeah, I haven't, because I was, I mean, I work very hard for what I have, right? Like, yeah, <laughs> you I know, I work many hours a day and I cross train and you know, so if I was working at an office my entire life, I'm sure I would look different than I do now. But at the same time, it's been done healthily. You still look but, fabulous. Uh, yeah. Well, <laughs> I can hope so. Um, I still do struggle with my own stuff. Maybe even everybody has different stuff, right? Like things yeah, that maybe they don't feel good about. So I think hmm. the major, like I've been trying to self-reflect on this a lot because we've been talking about how we're going to have this podcast for a while so I've been trying to self-reflect and I feel like my body image stuff is really coming from like a productivity image if that makes sense uh oh I get it I get it yeah yeah I feel like sometimes that is my weakest link when it comes to body image it's that when I don't feel active enough maybe it's a low point of a season I just feel like out of control, like I'm not happy. Mm. And I, I mean, this is not all the time. Like right now I'm like considering the fact that I'm stuck at home, like I feel pretty good, but it's almost because I'm so far away from ballet. But when I'm in ballet and we're maybe not 
rehearsing. I'm not rehearsing as much. I'm not rehearsing something as difficult. I like just start to feel right. like I start picking at myself. I like mm-hmm. see a lot more things in the mirror that literally probably nobody else is thinking about or cares about. Um, I just start getting like angrier when I can't do stuff. And I, I start mm-hmm. sometimes like getting this weird thing where I like guilt myself into cross training more. But the thing is, is like, oh, yeah, I, I feel that. You know, it, it, and it's not good because the thing is, I actually really like doing a lot of cross training. Like, I enjoy mm-hmm. it. But unfortunately, yeah. whenever I start associating it with guilt, it takes the joy out of it. Right. And I've done this thing, like, I'm so obsessed with my core. And you know why? Because I have heard since, like, I don't even know what age. Ever since I started growing, essentially, because I was, like, a growing beanstalk, like, from right. 12 until 18 or something. Like, so... I was never in control of my limbs. And so I always was hearing like, you need to get a stronger core. You need to get a stronger core. Like very, I don't know, not very understanding of the fact that I'm a very long person and like naturally (laughs) at that age. It's funny. I look back on photos of myself and I'm like, where are my leg muscles? Because (laughs) I just wasn't growing muscles the same way as other people at that point. And like I said, everybody's different, right? So like, and also we grow at different rates and our bodies change. So I don't know, I I didn't have a very strong core and I've worked on it since then. And I do actually think for my body type, I do have a lot of strength, but sometimes when I'm not working so hard, I look at myself and I think, you know, the definition is just not there as much. Well, because, you know, ballet is... I don't know. Ballet is such a great workout, actually. Like, I feel like I always, um, I do, I do look my best when I'm like working so hard and whatever. I get this crazy definition sometimes to me. It's still so much less than other Mm. people, but like for me. (laughs) And I, but then it like, I get into this part where I like start feeling so bad about it because I'm not as productive. I'm not as active. I don't feel good. And I start obsessing about things like that. I'm like, oh, I'm not as defined now. I need to do some more ab work and go crazy. And it, it's just not healthy. Like I'm just making myself unhappy. And the I thing have is, the, I have the same thing with the core as well. Mine is because yeah. I grew up watching gymnasts and they uh, all had the six, six pack ass. And I was like, always that's like, nuts. I mean, even when I was, I think I told you before when I was at New York State, they didn't care what I lived the rest of my body. Did any part of my body just really wanted that six pack? Which yeah. I can tell you, I never got. You know, no matter how small, no matter how unhealthy, like my weight dropped, I never got that six pack. Well, it's very genetic. I've said that before, but yeah, it is, it is, it is very, very genetic. genetic. Yeah. So I think that I am not genetically gifted in this area, um, but like everybody's got their thing, right? So, but that's just sort of something I obsess with when I'm not happy. So how do I? feel healthy though is that I try to break this pattern because like I said I actually really enjoy cross training like I've gotten more into the running and now I've even taken up yoga in the past like two weeks I've been doing yoga which has been like stretching yeah I know which has been stretching me in ways that like I have apparently been avoiding (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like I don't know I'm a, I stretch in ballet ways and then like yoga ways I'm like oh my god I'm so stiff so um 
so I've been trying to like just enjoy it for what it is. Um, and then also just like realizing my priorities sometimes get a little screwed and I shouldn't allow that because the thing is when it comes down to it, my body is pretty cool. Like all of our bodies are so cool. Like they keep us alive and like, I'm very healthy and I'm very lucky, like, especially right now. I mean, right now, if you don't have that perspective, then I don't know, but I'm lucky I'm healthy and there's no, I don't know. I should trust, I should trust it. And I also should realize that, like, even being able to do ballet is kind of nuts, you know? Yeah. I I think it is impressive, and it's gotten me to this professional level now. So I should respect that. And, yeah, it's, I don't know, it's an up and down kind of situation, like I said, but. So for you, is it, you know, obviously, I think, yeah, like we said, nobody, especially, I mean, everybody struggles with this whether or not they're in ballet and it's maybe even more so when you're in a art form that or a job that's so aesthetic that everybody mm-hmm. struggles with it so for you it's about just trying to say focus on the more positive sides of yourself mm-hmm. um when you are sort of struggling with you know issues of feeling dissatisfied with your body or your you know fitness level or something like that right yeah and i also i think for me as somebody, maybe if somebody else is similar where they feel like maybe their body image is tied in with how active they're feeling or how productive they are. Oh, that's me. There you go. Me, yes. (laughs) Then I feel like um, maybe just remembering that, well, as a professional, our season changes, but like also humans, like there's just got to be ups and downs in life. Like you can't always be at your peak all the time, which we talked about before, that like yeah. professional athletes are not supposed to be at their peak at all times. They're like they're trained right to peak at a certain point. Peak at the right t- right at the right times, mm-hmm. right? Because I mean, I think that's the hardest thing actually for prof- I want to say dancers, but I want to say perfectionists because as a non professional dancer, I struggle with this uh-huh. too. That right. um, we expect a hundred and ten percent of ourselves all the time, and it's yeah. not feasible because no. we burn out. And I mean, that's the thing when it, it comes to like body image, you expect yourself to be in the right shape and look amazing like and I mean amazing in terms of like being your leanest fittest self self yeah all the time and it's just not feasible like you know even if you look at like those actors in like the Marvel movies or whatever they go on that on crazy regimes and training diets for that movie and it's just not something and it's not something they can sustain like forever I'm looking at you yeah Chris Hemsworth (laughs) it's like, they do it for that specific window of time, and then after that, they're like, okay, we're going to relax a bit because, I mean, we'll keep fit, but we're going to relax a bit because there's no way that I can maintain this physique no. for, a, you know, in perpetuity. No, I think some crazy, maybe this is not, like, podcast <laughs> possible to say, <laughs> but, like, I think it would take some crazy things for you to be able to maintain that. Um, oh, <laughs> active lifestyle right um, yeah I get tired and then also like for me it's just that I'm not in control of my own schedule with these kinds of things as well like I can't I mean it's it's a it's a control thing isn't it it's the yeah. same for me as well it's yeah. totally a control thing it's it's a thing where like I think like you said where you just want to give yourself every possible chance of succeeding so you mm-hmm. control everything that you possibly can and that includes what you look like and what you eat and how you exercise right because yeah. there is so much that you can't do like you can't change your bones 
but you feel like you can control other stuff. So then you like latch onto it. It's super true. Yeah. And I mean, I mean, for me, um, you know, it was always a bit, um, of a, of a thing, just like looking at professional dancers, because I would just tell myself, tell my, sometimes I just tell my mom, Oh, I'm just never gonna, it's just not my fate to look like a professional dancer. And sometimes I almost tell myself, Oh, I'm glad I didn't start when I was young and try to become professional because like, I don't have like the body type for it, you know? So it's like, even as a non-professional, it kind of gets to you just seeing, Mm. you know, the, you know, the, the body types. And thankfully it affects me a lot less now. But, you know, it's definitely a thing. Yeah. And just like, and then you, and it's kind of like you have to remind, like I have to remind myself, it's like, I don't look like that because I do other sports like gymnastics where I put on my muscle and, you know, and I'm not dancing seven hours a day. So, and that's okay. You know, that's fine because um, I, I think, you know, like you said, I try to focus on the positive. Like I work out to, I mean, part of it is, you know, managing my anxiety and like the guilt like we said but I also woke up because I want to feel good I want to feel strong and I think that is kind of what helps me to try and to find that balance of like not punishing myself with exercise as much um to like look a certain way or be a certain way and I think you know I feel like that could apply as well to uh whether you're a you know more serious student or like a professional which is you know maybe focusing more on um, the end goal of like why you're doing it instead of like the immediacy of like I have to do this to like burn calories or whatever and just think yeah. about why am I doing this it's because I want to be a good dancer and if I'm just like you know pushing myself to extremes in terms of like not eating too enough and like doing too much I'm never going to be able to perform to the best of my ability right um and actually maybe before we went into tips I just wanted to or like advice or whatever I just wanted to say you talked about like seeing um professionals and like Mm -hmm. comparing yourself and I think like a big part of that is this whole like social media culture right and like what people choose to post on Instagram okay well I don't choose to post the bad photos like honestly and like no professional ballet dancer is like choosing I mean unless they decide it's funny or something, but nobody's picking their bad angle, right? And like, yeah, I, yeah. I mean, everybody has things. Like, I'm still a woman. Like, I have cellulite. Like, I'm just not gonna post yeah. it on Instagram, right? Like, yeah. So yeah, it's it's the same as us, like, kind of editing out that pimple on her face, isn't it? It's the same with yeah dancers on Instagram. Like, they're posting the good photos and at their best light and everything. So if you compare yourself to that, I I don't think they win against themselves. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. And um, I'm not sure if this should go into tips, but I do want to say that another thing that really helped me to sort of not let, you know, looking at, you know, you guys with your amazing feet and legs and bodies um, get to be too much is when I sort of realized that there are, you know, dancers who dance incredibly and look you know super fit or whatever but I just could be really unhealthy and unhappy and like you said it's that thing where nobody's necessarily sharing that and I think for Mm. me that was very helpful to keep in mind that um um that you know somebody could look incredible or you could think they look incredible like wow she's got these crazy extensions and she's so you know lean and fit and all that but you don't realize that they might be struggling with stuff and that they could actually just be 
deeply unhappy. I mean, like, you know, I think we said, like, what's the point of doing all that if you're, if you're not going to be happy? True. You're miserable. Yeah. yeah. So do you want to do tips now? Yeah, sure. Um, I mean, we've kind of talked about it, but just to condense it into one place. Um, yeah, here, um, what, what, what are we calling them? Just, just um, I'll, you know, the tips that we've, um, the few tips that we have that has helped us to cope yeah. with body image issues. Yeah. So Jeanette, what tips do you have? Okay, uh, so first, I would think that you should try to find a place that accepts you for you being yourself, whatever that Mm -hmm. means, like physically, mentally, whatever. But then also for you to be healthy. If they can't accept you when you are healthy, then that's a problem. But I do prompt, it's not always the easiest thing to do. Like logistically, it can be difficult to have to find somewhere, but your health is the most important thing, as we've said. And places that can nurture you for who you are do exist. And that also has worked in like for me because I haven't always been in a place that I felt like I fit in or I'm accepted for what I am. So I have also fallen that advice. Um, And I think it's also about trusting your own body because – like for me, I said there's ups and downs in my valley season, so maybe I don't always feel like I'm at my peak, but that's also not healthy. You can't always be at your peak, and I think that was a mistake I made when I was first a professional. Mm. I like always wanted to be 100%, and it's just not possible. So you should trust yourself and realize that as a human as well, a student, uh, if it's just a hobby, you have ups and downs with yourself you know yeah uh and then my last one is that for me I try to have goals outside of ballet that are still exercise related uh just because we do have to cross train to be professional to be at that level um but when I do that I try to create like a healthy relationship with it so I try not to guilt myself or compare myself and I remind myself that it's it's more of like releasing endorphins and feeling happy and sometimes it's bonding with friends because we work out together and just like the more positive side of it and not thinking of it like as a end goal you know I'm just doing it because I enjoy it not because I need to feel like I'm being active you know yeah so then what do you what do you think about (laughs) Um, so for me, what helps me is to really try not focus on external metrics. So I try not to focus on, um, I don't weigh myself anymore. I really try to avoid it because I know that that's something that will get to me. But because I, but at the same time, I try not to focus on it because things like weight, like we talked about, are affected by so many things. Yeah. Like muscles density and fat. Um, I told you this before, I weigh the same as I did Um before I, I weighed the same as I did before I was like, when I was unfit and like not exercising. Mm. Um, but that weight was just like couch potato weight. And uh-huh. my weight now is muscle weight. Nice. So I weigh the same, but I look, um, but I look and feel completely different. Nice. And also, so I try not to focus on like numbers on the scale and, you know, even things like what I look like, I try not to think too much about my appearance because 
I think, you know, we talked about, like, the obsession with wanting to have a strong core. Mm-hmm. So sometimes I'll just look at myself in the mirror and be like, oh, um, do I look like the stomach muscles looking good today? And I, when I think about it too much, I'm like, no, this is not healthy. So I just try not to look too much. Or if I'm looking at the mirror, I'm thinking about something else. Like, I'm brushing my teeth and washing my face or something and not, like, checking to see what you look like. I do that all the um, time. <laughs> so I really try not to look at, like, these sort of external metrics for validation nice. um, because I know that they affect me. So the best thing to do is just to not not, not check them or to avoid checking them and just cut them out. Mm-hmm. Because um, And instead, um, my second tip is to focus instead on how I feel and how I perform. Um, so, you know, I focus instead on, um, uh, say, how I feel when I exercise, like I want to get stronger, I want to get fitter, and I think about those things instead of, instead of like how I look like and what I weigh. Mm-hmm. Um, I think in the practical sense of ballet, I know that looking in the mirror is a big issue for a lot of people because they want to, you know, when you're staring in the mirror, you, it's very easy to look at, in, at like bar, it's very easy to look at, you know, your appearance and the things you don't like about yourself. Right. Um, for me, when I'm looking in the mirror, I'm not focusing on that external metric of what I look like I'm focusing on what I want to improve in my technique like okay yeah. am I explaining my turn out muscles properly you know I'm focusing on those things right. instead so I don't have the hit space to think about what I look like and beat up my beat myself up about it because I'm too busy thinking about like how to improve myself yeah. in ballet and improve my performance there that's a good one um and then my last one is, and I think, you know, we've talked about this throughout the course of this podcast, is to be kinder to my body and realize the fact that my mental health is more important than my physical appearance. Um, I'm not a slave to my body. My dad's, my body's here to serve me and to help me to get to my goals. And so if I treat it well, then, and because of that, I have to treat it well so that, you know, it can help me to get to where I want it to go to, as opposed right. to being a slave to it and saying that I need it. I need to look a certain way. I need to make my body a certain way. Dang. Remember nice. this. Yeah. This is a good one. So. Look at oh, you. Thanks. Look at you. No. I just leveled up today. We're articulating <laughs> ourselves so well today. I'm like so proud of us. Okay. Very good. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I think that uh, there are all the tips I have. Nice. Nice. I feel like this was a productive start. I mean, I'm not saying, like, this is something we're going to talk about, like, all the time, but I definitely think it is something that, like, we will continue to talk about because there are discussions that need to be had. And, um, like, a veil that kind of needs to be lifted. Giselle. And I think for us, it's... (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. It's about how we can can talk about it in a way that sort of... um, you know, very honest, but also very responsible. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think, you know, that's kind of what the two of us are kind of trying to do when we're talking about this. And um, we hope that if you're listening, you sort of found this helpful in some way. Um, yeah. And, you know, whatever you're struggling with, you're not, sh- you know, everybody's kind of dealt with that too, or so many people have as well. And the yeah. fact that we're talking about it, you know, we struggle with it too. She's a professional. I am not a professional. And we have so many of the same True. Not exactly the same, but we have so many similar issues, you know. It's, it's true. It's a thing, you know. It's it is a thing. A thing. And yeah, we got to talk about it. And and I feel like there's a good part about knowing that you're not the only person who's going through yeah. a struggle. Yeah. Like, there's body image stuff everywhere, and in ballet especially, and 
we just thought we would start a discussion on it. So thank you very much for all of your contributions. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, and if you guys have any thoughts, just feel free to let us know. You can comment or drop us an email or like a message on our Instagram, which... Yeah. And everywhere at Blab Swans. Blab Swans. Jeanette, you want to wrap it up? Yeah, so I hope that maybe this gave you a little bit of perspective and, you know, you feel like your health is the important thing. So with this in mind, I hope that you have a good, healthy, happy day and we will be back soon. We will talk to you again soon. Go eat those Cheetos if you feel like Yeah, your Cheetos and your bananas, but just not only Cheetos and bananas. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> I think that's a good one. <laughs> okay, bye guys. Bye, thanks for listening.